listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name is Colin. I am that C. Joining me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hello. We'll be squeezing some stuff in this podcast, I imagine. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be some magical editing. So, uh, as you listen to this, listener, uh, the Oscars has happened. As we record it, uh, they haven't. But uh, yeah, we will be recording our thoughts on the Oscars results and uh, inserting it somewhere. Meaning we have to time this podcast to about... 50 minutes? 40 minutes? Because... Yeah, I'm not going to talk for 20 minutes about the Oscars, are we? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Uh, It could be be a a massive upset. Although, it feels like going into this um, Oscars, there's there's less obvious who's going to win various things than it sometimes is. uh, Best Actress is still up in the air. Yes. Um, I think pretty much everyone in the list has won an award of something. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I think like uh, best film, best actor, best supporting actress, uh, pretty much locked in. Uh, I don't think. Well, that's... you say that, you say that, and I, I, best film is going to be. Everyone thought it's going to be Power of the Dog, and then everyone thought it's going to be Coda, and and. Oh yeah, that's true. There's, there's still time for it to switch again, I suppose. But I think you're right. Best supporting actor. We're, we're going to look like idiots if this isn't true. Best supporting actress is is sewn up for Ariana DeVos, isn't it? And. Um, Best I mean, director she, is going to be Jane Campion. Yeah. I mean, no one else has won those awards, I believe, apart from them. So, yeah, won pretty much every single one out there. But, but for the actors, hmm. I know you want Andrew Garfield to win. Uh, oh, you think it's, it's going to be Will Smith? I mean, he, he's yeah. the only one who's been sweeping up the awards this season. Is there anyone else who's, uh, who's an actual competitor for that? The lad from Coda is supporting actor, isn't he? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh no, I think you you you're probably right. I just feel like maybe this is this year there might be some surprises. Mm. I just want Mitchell's versus the machines to beat Encanto. That's uh I, I have no problems with that. <laughs> and I want Kirsten Dunst to win, but that's not gonna happen. So Yeah. Alright. Oh, um, uh, but we it's not just the Oscars this week, Zijan. There's so much else happening. We're gonna be uh we're gonna be picking the films that we would like to see stage musicals made of. And apologies for ending that clause on a proposition. Proposition? Preposition. I've had a long weekend. Um, <laughs> we're, we're talking about the films of Jake Johnson, which we bummed back from last time. Uh, we're going to do a quiz on the films of Sean Levy, or maybe Levi. Uh, and we have movie news. Oh. And much, much more. Uh, Zijan, what movie news is there happening that isn't necessarily Oscars related? Well, you say that, right? But my first segue is basically the BAFTAs, which just came okay. out. Uh, well, came out a week ago. Um, and you know, Power the Dog won Best Film, Belfast won Outstanding British Film, uh, Will Smith, Ariana DeBose won their acting uh, categories. As uh, as we've been saying, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, for Best Actress, uh, that's a surprise because Joanna Scanlon for After Love won that. I've not heard of that film. No, I, I I went to watch the trailer after I after she won it, but I I yeah, I'd never heard of this. I I know her from. The thick of it is, is where, oh. where I recognised her from. She's one of the one of the cast of that. So this is quite different to that, obviously. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, she's not even been nominated for the Oscar, actually. But uh, no, she she is British, and we we look after our own when it comes to the awards. So. <laughs> to to some extent. To uh, some extent, yeah. Will Smith, I don't think is a. Don't think he's got any British uh, connections. No, and uh, Troy Kotsu won for Coda for Best Supporting Actor. Who you know at the beginning we thought it would be Cody McSpit. McSmithfee mm. for a Smith, while now. Or Smith McPhee. Oh, Smith McPhee, sorry. <laughs> I still haven't finished The Power of the Dog, by the way. All right. I'm ready to get around to do wow. that. 
there's all, all, a few twists and turns. I'm annoyed that Coda still isn't available to watch for those of us who don't have Apple. Apple TV. I mean, why don't you just sign up for it and share your, you know, login uh, with me? Um, because when I did a trial version of it, someone hacked into my account and ordered <laughs> uh, ordered uh, Apple gift cards while I was in bed. <laughs> oh, my, really? <laughs> So, I mean, the, the two are not necessarily connected, but I woke up one morning to messages on my phone saying you've just bought $35 worth of Amazon gift, of uh, oh, Apple gift cards. That, that was a time when you were, that was on the podcast, wasn't it? You... Yeah. Yeah. So, that no more, <laughs> so Apple are not getting any more of my money, I'm afraid. Nice. Like, I'm going to have to watch Code on DVD or something. Well, at least we've got a follow up for all the listeners who've been following our podcast. Yeah. The Batman. We talked about the Batman uh, in our last episode, and they've put out a deleted scene, um, which I think we may have mentioned. Uh, this is interesting marketing. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a deleted scene being released for a film that is currently in cinemas. Uh, but it gives us a bit more insight into the Joker character. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I've not seen it at all. Well, you can tell me all about it. Yeah, so um, I can't remember whether we talked about it or not, but it it's, it's been, it was kind of well known that this was a thing before they before they released it. But there's a scene from earlier in the movie where Batman goes to to talk to, I think he's still not credited as Joker. I think he's called Arkham Inmate or something, but he's clearly the Joker. To basically trying, it's a bit like in Silence of Lambs where, they, where, where uh, Clarice goes and talks to, to Hannibal Lecter. It's kind of like you're you're a psychopath, you're a maniac. Can you get inside the mind of this maniac? Um, and so it's it's a really good scene and it much better than the way we got the Joker in the film where he's just kind of laughing in the next cell and asking a very very bad riddle a very bad riddle and I think yeah this this sets him up better and kind of puts him already in this world and Batman already has this relationship with him um, anyway yeah it's, it's a five minute scene uh, it's been put out on, on YouTube and elsewhere oh, uh, I, I should I should take a look at that um yeah, it's, it's worth it. and I, I wonder if it is kind of a response to the criticism that I think this that scene in in the movie got to say actually this is what we were thinking with this character, oh. um, or whether it's a way of getting people back into the cinema. I, I don't know. Just it's such a um, I can see people I can see them releasing it in two months or something when when yeah when it's no longer in cinemas and, and they're looking to do a digital release maybe it just seems very odd time to do it. But I'm glad they did. It's, yeah, worth a watch. I mean, I don't think the Batman's doing badly in the box office either. Not at so. all. No, it's doing very well. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, Sam Raimi wants to make a Batman film uh, that popped out somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Sam Raimi wants to do quite a few things anyway. Um, so. Uh, I, s- I saw this. Having Batman as a list. Yeah, it's not really news, is it? Like, basically saying, oh, I would do a Batman film, but I would still like to do a Shadow film if it comes out. And Spider-Man as well, again. Yes. If you get me to do that. So, it's not it's pretty, pretty non-news. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it gets a headline, but I, th- I think it was Empire. I could be wrong. I think they just said, would you like to do a Batman film? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. That's big news. Uh, we yeah. have to write an entire article about this now. <laughs> I don't think there's any vacancy at the moment for a Batman director. So, uh, uh, but yeah, he's back in the world of superheroes, and the shadow I don't know at all really. That, that's, but that's kind of what is it? Twenties, thirties, kind of early, early, kind of precursor yeah. to superheroes. I'm not familiar with that either, so I really cannot. Uh... Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, I look forward to it. <laughs> um, Scream Six is happening. Yeah, unsurprising. My big question, Zijan, mm. is what they're going to call it. 
because they've, <laughs> me- they, they've messed up this naming convention by calling Scream 5 Scream. So is yep. this one going to be Scream 2 again? <laughs> again? <laughs> was it Scream 6 and they'll just pretend the other one was 5? Or are they going to they gonna have to go like subtitles now? Is it going to be Scream The Awakening or something? Yeah, that's what happens when you have a long-running franchise going on. Yeah. Wow. Well. So, uh, I mean, I have no intention of watching any Scream movie, but I just want to know what they're going to be called. Well, some so, some people would scream too. Uh, I'm trying to make it sound like you could fit the number two in any of the letters as well. I don't think you really can. Just, uh, no, you, you not, obviously you can turn the e, the e into a three, which they almost certainly did previously. But twos, and uh, the S can be a five. They could use. I mean, they, they've missed a trick there. With uh, in fairness, it would just look like it said five cream, and people like what? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Maybe they maybe they know what they're doing after all. Fair enough. Um, so we've got another toy being made into a movie Movie coming up. Yes, we have. So John M. Chu from Crazy Rich Asians and In the Heights fame. Yes. And Emily V. Gordon, the screenwriter for The Big Sick fame. Yes. They are making a Play-Doh movie. Yes, they are. I'm so happy. Are you? I'm delighted by this piece of news. <laughs> It confirms everything I've thought about the mad way that films are made. Play-Doh. Play-Doh. I mean, th- these are two very talented people who've made some great films. But Play-Doh. Play-Doh. I didn't know Play-Doh was still about... I thought most kids nowadays play with slime or something. Slime is slime is huge, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, That's, isn't slime the same thing as Play-Doh? What's the um, difference? I think... Play-Doh is much more easy to sculpt, I think. Okay, I'm clearly asking someone who doesn't have kids here. I mean, I don't, I don't have kids, and I, I've not, I've not played with slime since I was a kid, or indeed Play-Doh. Actually, I think I may have done uh, at uni. We had a, I can't remember what it's called now, but there's like a Pictionary, but with Play-Doh, hmm. uh, Rapido, as it's called. Um, so I've, I have sculpted some that. I think you, you can make stuff out of Play-Doh, whereas slime, you just kind of splodge it around, don't you? Yeah. Well, I'm not watching this film anyway. You ever played with slime? No. No. Okay. You're not going to watch this? I mean, that's a good director. Or well, he's producer, isn't he, rather than director? He's producing, Sorry. yeah, that's the thing. He's a good writer. I don't know, it seems like Lego movies sounds like a terrible idea before you make it. And then it was great. That's it's true. Be, it but good. I, I feel good. like the Lego movie was, you know, the exception and not the norm. Yeah, you could be right. Uh, speaking of Crazy Rich Asians, um, someone called Amy Wang, who I've never heard of, uh, is going to be writing Crazy Rich Asians 2. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of the first Crazy Rich Asians, so... Yeah. You know, I have not so, seen it. So long as well. But so long as they give Malaysians more acting roles, I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh, I don't know if Amy... I have no idea if Amy Wang is Malaysian or not. No, she's Australian. But Australian. Henry Golding and Michelle Yeoh are Malaysian, right? So Excellent. Um, did you ever finish watching uh, uh, Last Christmas? No. <laughs> okay. I feel like Henry Golding and Michelle Yeoh being mother and son is a, is a, is a thing now. I, in fairness, in that film, they were not mother and son. But, um, were they but, not? No. I thought there was a whole point of that. Oh. I clearly have not seen the film. Unless I've, unless I've forgotten the end of that <laughs> film. I, I clearly have not finished the film, Colin. Like Michelle, Michelle Yeoh was uh, Amelia Clark's boss and, and Henry Golding was her, her boyfriend. But I don't think they were related. Really? Oh, okay. That's news. There you go. That is news. <laughs> <laughs> movie, movie news this week. I half remember the plot line from a film from four years ago. <laughs> oh, good, good. Um, 
Timothy Chalamet and uh, Luca Guadagnino are reuniting. Okay. Um, they were last in Call Me By Your Name and they are now doing a film called For Bone, eh, Bones and All. This is a problem when I definitely didn't capitalize the right thing, so I'm not too sure. Okay. <laughs> I basically capitalized every single letter in the... Yeah, I can't really tell which is the... <laughs> which is the title of the film now. It's probably Bones and All. I think it's Bones and All. This <laughs> yeah. is... This is terrible. Zizia, <laughs> what, no, it's definitely bones and all. It's definitely bones and all. Yes. What's happened to the level of professionalism of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's the same level as it was. <laughs> it has, yeah, that's it has right. Been. Um, do we know anything about this film? Uh, it's about uh, two differently outcast young adults who embark on a thousand mile journey together to find the mm. father of one of the characters and to look for answers to why this character cannot control her desire to eat the flesh of those who love her. So cannibalism. Okay, well, it starts off interesting. It kind of got weird. Um, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Um, a Thousand Mile Journey. Are they flying? Because that's not very exciting. I, kind of... I have no clue. No, I imagine they're probably not. I imagine yeah. they're, well, you're not, you're not going to walk a thousand miles, are you? But I, might, I imagine they'll be hitching lifts or something. Yeah, okay. Fine. That's happening. Um... This is tangentially related. I, I came across a website this week called um, Framal, I think, or some of that, which is trying to leap on the bandwagon of Wordle. But uh, every day it's just a different uh, screenshot from a from a film. You've got to see what the film is, and today was uh, Call Me By Your Name. Okay. Uh, a film I've not seen, but I, it was a peach. And I was like, I, I've heard about this. Um, we might be getting in Canto 2. In uh, yes. Cant 2, uh, as, as I just decided it's called. <sighs> <laughs> uh, right. I'm not surprised. I think it was one of the big hits from last year, animation-wise. So, yeah, why not, right? And some honestly, the songs are still big bangers, right? I'm, I'm still listening to their songs until now. They're doing well. Uh, it felt like they kind of wrapped everything up, but... Uh... Maybe we will. As we so we, we didn't do an episode on this, but we did we did talk about it a little bit. Maybe maybe there will be more sympathy for the dads, which again was my main takeaway from that film. Um, also, I forgot to say when we reviewed that film how terrifying the house was. Um, <sighs> Only to you, Colin. Most people would find that um, enchanting. This house has got like emotions and stuff, and it controls what I mean, it just ah. Oh. Wouldn't you like, you know, to be able for, for you to put on your shoes without having to do it yourself? The house can do it for you. I don't want my house to put my shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrific. Why not? Like the house could like get you a, you know, a glass of water. Just like that. You can just sit on your desk. It's so easy. It's good life. I have, a, I have a glass of water on my desk right now. It was fine. Once, once if the house is annoyed with me. Like I'm trying to pick up my glass of water and it keeps moving it. Be awful. You shouldn't annoy I, the house. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> we've got uh, more casting news for Aziz Ansari's directorial debut, being mm-hmm. mortal. We know Bill Murray has been joining it, and now Seth Rogen is also uh, joining the cast. Um, yeah, we don't know much about it yet because it's based on a non-fiction book about uh, that's. Uh, you know, called being mortal medicine and what matters in the end. So it's quite deep, hmm. and it sounds huh. like it's quite profound. And because it explores the way in serious illness, old age, and death itself can be managed. Um, so yeah, who knows what this is going to be like? 
I feel like Aziz Ansari and, and uh, Seth Rogen have worked together before, but I can't think what on. Not that I'm aware of. I feel like people who would have done. Yeah, Aziz Ansari is more of a TV guy, right? And Seth Rogen has mm. mostly done film. Uh, this is the end. He had a cameo in This Is The End. Uh, that was it. Yeah, I uh, But yeah, you're right. He's not done too huge amounts of uh, films. Um, speaking of cost news, I think someone joined the film Oppenheimer, but I've stopped writing them down now, to be honest. It's just too many people in Oppenheimer. Yeah, I can't be bothered. Alex Wolf has joined. Oh, cool. Uh, and Daniela Melchior, last seen, uh, at least last seen by me, uh, in The Suicide Squad as Ratcatcher 2, has joined the cast of Fast and Furious 10, as must we all. Uh, there are 10 films of that, Colin. Jeez. 11, if you include Hobbs and Shaw, uh, which is the only one I've seen, actually. You know, one day, maybe I'll develop an appreciation for fast cars. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Maybe, um, yeah. Maybe we should maybe we should do an episode on Fast and Furious 10, Zijan, to see if we understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's one of those films that you really do not need to see the past 10, <laughs> films to understand what's happening. But Probably anyway. not. Um, last bit of casting news is that Sydney Sweeney is joining Dakota Johnson in Sony's Madam Web. I have no idea who Sydney Sweeney is. Apparently, she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, probably in a small role, but yeah. Okay, no, I've not heard of her. Okay, cool. Uh, and Amazon has bought MGM for yeah. $8.5 billion. Still uh, not as much as how much Disney paid for 20th Century Fox, which is $71.3 billion. No. Yeah, I mean, MGM doesn't... Re- oh, this has been going for a while, so there's no surprise, but uh, MGM doesn't really have that much. <laughs> They've got James Bond as the kind of the, the the jewel in the crown. And possibly they have to film the jewel in the crown, but I don't know. Uh, and I believe they're doing a... Their first announced thing is a James Bond-themed game show or something? Or, or right. some sort of reality thing? I don't know. Well, uh, anyway, I've stopped my Amazon Prime membership since uh, Wheel of Time has ended. Have you? Yeah. Have you? I've, I've kept mine going, but it's slim pickings. Yeah, I, I, nothing that interests me. I'm not, I don't really care to look, you know, to watch a James Bond team game show. No, fair enough. Uh, hey, Colin, uh, what's going on in the Oscars? <laughs> right. Oh, thanks, Colin. Uh, it is indeed the uh, the Oscars segment. I'm here in my dressing gown on Monday lunchtime. Uh, hello, Zijan. <laughs> yeah, the powers of editing. Yeah, this is, this is going to be seamless, let me tell you. <laughs> so, the Oscars happened. They certainly did. They certainly did. Uh, and will be remembered for some time to come, I think, not necessarily uh, for the winners. No. Shall we start with the moment that everyone's talking about? Yeah, the big elephant in the room. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a reference to Will Smith's ears, is it? <laughs> I hope not. I don't want to get punched. Again. <laughs> uh, so, for those of you who, who haven't spotted it, Chris Rock made a, a joke, not a very nice joke, about uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's uh, alopecia. Mm-hmm. Will Smith chuckled for a bit and then jumped on stage and slapped him. Very hard as well. Like, he, Chris Rock looked like he was, yeah, he was shaken by this whole thing. Like, no one expected this. Obviously, no. Uh, watching Chris Rock is like he thinks it's all a bit, and then he actually gets gets hit pretty damn hard. Although he takes it, um, he does. And then he does. I gotta say, I'm not a huge admirer now of Chris Rock's improvisational skills because he just went what 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 for a while before saying um, that was the greatest moment in television history. So, yeah. Well, I mean, if you, you if you don't expect this kind of behavior, um, 
in the Academy Awards. I, yeah, I, I know he's a comedian and communists get hackled all the time, etc., etc. But literally being punched on stage on live TV is a different matter altogether, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, although, I mean, Will Smith has previously played Muhammad Ali. I've got to say, he, I thought he'd have better form than that. <laughs> that was a while back, though. Yeah, uh, anyway, so we to his seat. Everyone's kind of thinking, is this a joke? Is this what's going on? And then he started swearing at him um, from his seat. So uh, yeah, everyone kind of realised no. I, I mean, like it's quite a shame, though, because like, the, the whole Oscars is pretty much overshadowed by this. No one's talking about uh, Timothy Chalamet's lack of shirt anymore. No, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that though. Uh, he makes quite a statement, and this is different, right? I mean, all the guys tend to wear the same kind of suits. Yeah, that's true. Year, so I, I must admit, the, the the least interesting part to me of the Oscars tends to be the uh, the, the who wore what on the red carpet, yeah. but. Uh, um, that was that was a statement. Spangly, spangly, sequiny. Spangly, spangly. Yeah. I say spangly. That could be a thing. <laughs> uh, enough of. Oh, and yes, there was. I'm sure there's all sorts of other uh, controversies that uh, that have been again overshadowed. But sh- shall we talk about the main award of the night, which mm-hmm. was, of course, the Oscars fan favorite, um, voted for by Twitter. <laughs> and to I, I'm pretty sure you must be quite upset by this, Colin. I am more uh, kind of upset, but also just they must have known something like this. Would, they should have known something like this would happen. So f- for those who don't remember, um, the Oscars thought, well, let's we, we suggested a few years ago doing the the, the uh, most popular film, and everyone said it's a terrible idea. So now we 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 thought about it for a few years, and we decided to do something where you can just tweet hashtag Oscars fan favorite. Um, and we, basically we all thought I thought we all thought it was because they wanted to give No Way Home a prize but No Way Home came in fourth <laughs> um, yep this is what happens when you, when you give the public the power to vote like I, I know this is a British thing but remember Boaty McBoatface I do remember Boaty McBoatface yes yeah <laughs> So yeah, well, what, what, what do people expect? This is, yeah. yeah, we should. <laughs> Democracy is a lie, people. Um, it's and it's not just giving people the vote; it's giving Twitter the vote, which is such yeah. a bad idea. Uh, I mean, uh, I didn't vote. Did you vote? Because I, I don't have Twitter. I did. I moved, I put my one vote in for Spider-Man: No Way Home. <laughs> Although I think I, if I remember rightly, I may have um, refused to spell favorite the American way, so it may not have been counted. I don't know if they See, were, it's all your fault. It's then. my fault. Well, um, let's not keep you in suspense any longer. In fifth place was Tick, Tick, Boom. Great film. Happy with that. Mm-hmm. Fourth place was Spider-Man No Way Home. Third place was a film called Minamata, which I'd never heard of. Uh, no. It made $1.7 uh, million at the box office. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, uh, it stars Johnny Depp and it was voted for by angry fans of Johnny Depp. Um, nice. I like that. To make a point. Uh, second place, Cinderella, which is uh, okay, uh, I guess. <laughs> it has, it, uh, has its moments, but presumably fans of um, the singer whose name I forget, Cabea? Camila Cabello. That's the one. Um, presumably they were out in force. And number one. Yep. <laughs> voted for by people who were angry that they couldn't vote for Justice League <laughs> was Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. I heard it wasn't that bad, though. Cool. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably only saving grace. Like I've heard over the grapevine that it wasn't that bad. But yeah, it's <sighs> it's of course these are not the only uh, fan voted prize at this Oscars because we also got to vote um, for the Oscars cheer moment, um, which is our right. favorite cheer, the moment that made us cheer in all of the history of cinema. Uh, we have 
120 odd years over it is of, of, of the moving picture and many cheers and joys along the way the all all the prizes all, all the top 10 cheer moments came um in the last 23 years probably okay uh, the top three of them all came in the last two years so uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh in fifth it place goes to show, yeah there's a correlation between people voting on twitter and the age of them. yes and this is such a strange list so fifth place neo's bullet time backbend that's cool. That's pretty cool. That's a though. great moment in cinema. Fine. It was. I'm yeah, okay with that. that. Yeah. Cheer moment. Yeah. Okay. Fourth place. Effie White singing "And I Am Telling You I'm Go I'm Not Going" from Dreamgirls. Hmm. I. It's a good film. I don't particularly remember this moment. If presumably there was some sort of campaign on Twitter for this. I, for Jamie for Hudson. I mean, she really won an Oscar for that. It's not like she needed more accolades for it, right? So. It, if I had to list the top thousand cheer moments of film history, I don't think this would have made it in my list. <laughs> um, it was so harsh, Colin. Yeah. I, I, I mean, nothing wrong with it. It's just it's entirely unmemorable. Anyway, no, fair play to her. Uh, third place, we have what I actually found one of the most annoying moments in the MCU uh, is when Captain America says Avengers Assemble in Avengers Endgame. And every, I've seen it several times. And every time I'm like, they've already assembled. They're right there. I have no problems with this, Colin. Uh, when when you first said the cheer moon that came in the last two years, I thought that, that was my first thought. Fair so. enough. Well, it, it raises a cheer with many people. It just raises a, a shaking fist from me. Um, number two, the one that should have won it, uh, if we're going for recent years, is, of course, the Spider-Man team-up. Uh, it's hmm. the only one of these that has an exclamation mark in the, uh, <laughs> what I assume is the Oscars official um, summing up of the scene. <laughs> Spider-Man team-up, exclamation mark from Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, there was cheering in my cinema. There was in mine as well. Do you know the winner of this? No, I actually missed this completely. Okay, I'm gonna. It's it's more Zack Snyder fans. Um, oh, of course. It's it is from Zack Snyder's Justice League. It wasn't eligible for the uh, Oscars fan favorites, but it was eligible for this. I'm gonna let you try and guess, Jan. You've seen uh, oh, Zack no. Snyder's Justice League. What do you think was the moment from that movie? What um, the six hours worth of movie? Yeah, that caused I the hope it's cheer. I hope it's the Scandinavian singing bit, Colin. That's the, best. <laughs> That's the most cheerful <laughs> bit of the film. Yeah, a bunch of Norse people just uh, singing by a lake. Um, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. The, the 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 biggest cheer moment in all of the history of moving pictures is the Flash enters the Speed Force. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no! This goes to show, right, that not everyone should get the right to vote. It does. Do you think that um, the either of these countries or anything like this will ever happen again? <laughs> I hope not. I Jeez, it's it, insane, though, right? Like it's. it's oh my! Yeah, ah. it's terrible. So terrible. It's awful. Yeah. Anyway, just ruined my day now, Colin. I'm so sorry. Let's move on to the real awards, uh, shall we? Um, let's start with. Let's let's start with the order of the on, on Wikipedia <laughs> because that's what I have opened. The best picture went to a film that uh, neither of us have seen. No, nope. uh, it was Coda. To the surprise of quite a few people, I think. Uh, I I know you said that uh, uh, Powder Dog wasn't the front runner, but I still hmm. think it was. Yeah, I mean, people weren't expecting Coda to win. I think best it, picture. It won a few things, hadn't it? Um, I think it had kind of overtaken Power the Dog in the last week or two of... of, of the, sorry, I mean, if, if you'd said, yeah, two months ago that the code was going to win, I think people would be amazed. But uh, I wasn't I wasn't that surprised by that one. Hmm. Um, annoyingly, as, as as we've discussed on this podcast, I can't remember if it was before or after we re we've inserted this. Uh, probably, probably before. 
Um, we can't watch it unless we have Apple TV. I'm, I, I'm assuming they're going to re-release it in cinemas at this point. Because well, they quite often do that kind of thing. Like when Boyhood won the Oscar, they re-released that. Yeah, that's so. true. Wow. Well, hopefully. I, w- I would like to watch it. Definitely. I mean, we have to yeah. watch it anyway as part of our podcast, but yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, maybe in 50 years' time we'll get to it. But, uh, yeah, we definitely we have to, we have to uh, track that one down summer. So, so what I know is one of only, um, only two, f- no, three films, I think, to win more than one Oscar. Uh, you know what's very annoying, Colin? Like, this is one of the few years that I've actually seen most of I the know, best Oscar, best picture winners. And <laughs> I haven't seen the... <laughs> I haven't seen the winner. Yeah, We're, we're so used to the, the film coming out in this country, like, two months after it's won. And now, yeah, we, we haven't seen it. Um, so, it, well, we'll come on to this. Um, Jane Campion won Best Director for Power of the Dog. That was nailed yeah. on. We knew that. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair play. Nothing wrong with that. Um... Will Smith, as well as hitting a guy, also won Best Actor for King Richard. Yep, he beat all his competitors. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, not a surprise. Fair play. But he um, won't be remembered for that. All I'm saying is Andrew Garfield wouldn't have punched a guy on stage. No, yeah, that's true. Uh, Best Actress, um, I'm going to talk about her shortly on as this podcast goes, uh, is uh, Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I must admit, I've only seen two of the, the actors in this category, but I thought, as I'm about to say, indeed, uh, Nicole Kidman was much better. Okay. So, so that's that's a little bit disappointing. But uh, she's a great actress, Jessica Chastain, and she's never won before. She's never won. Yeah, exactly. She's not won one. I don't. I think yeah, the top four acting um, winners have not won before, right? So. Um, yeah. Will Smith. I, I don't. I had in my mind that Will Smith had won for Ollie. Did you not? No, no. That's the thing. So this is his first Will Oscar. Smith. Yeah. Uh, fair play. Um, well, speaking of uh, Troy Kotzer, he's won Best Supporting Actor for Coda. Mm. Um, I think I might, have, I think I might have referred to him as a boy earlier because I got confused as to which which person in this film no, is nominated. He's playing the father. Right? He's playing the father. That's right. Mm. Yeah, because I, as I say, I've not seen this film and I've not, I'm afraid, heard of Troy Kotzer before. But uh, he um, he won that one. I think we we were, as you say, we're fairly confident he was going to win that. Mm. Um, we can't really comment on whether he. Deserve it because we've not seen it. Uh, sad news from Best Supporting Actress category that, uh, that everyone's favourite, Kirsten Dunst, uh, <laughs> did not uh, did not claim the prize. You see, if only they allowed Twitter to vote for that, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I wonder who would have won if it had been Twitter voting. Uh, it's probably like Gal Gadot in Wonder Woman. Or, or Red Notice or something. Um, it's probably some... It's probably going to be a Zack Snyder thing, Colin. Come on. Uh, it would probably be um, Amber Heard. Just a whole lot of Amber Heard and Johnny Depp fans fighting it out. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Ariana DeBose, um, as we all knew she would, won that one for West Side Story. But, but well done, Ariana DeBose. Um, best original screenplay was Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Um, I'm very pleased with that. I think that was a great film. Well, I enjoyed it. Uh, this is original screenplay, right? So, so long as Don't Look Up didn't win, I'll be happy with it. Okay. Yeah, well, it, it didn't. So, you're, you're, you're fine. Uh, adapted screenplay went to Coda because apparently it's adapted from La Famille Bayer. That's not even as that. Um, so you're French. That's my French. Wow. Bayer, La Famille Bayer. Anyway, apologize to our French listeners. Um, again, we've not seen it. So. Nope. No comment. Uh, animated feature film went to win Canto, which I thought it would, but I don't think it should have done. Uh, I mean, it was going to be a close call anyway. 
unfortunately, did you? I saw the Encanto performance uh, on oh, I saw YouTube. From it, yeah. it looks awful, man. It was so bad. Like, was it? Uh, yeah, it was. So like they have, they're performing. We did, we don't talk about Bruno, the song which should have been nominated. Yes. Uh, yeah. For best song, but didn't for some unknown reason. Yeah. Um, and then so they decided to perform it, uh, giving the you know voice actors a chance to perform it. The voice actors only shared like the first verse, and then they gave way to someone else who was rapping in it about the Oscars. So. Oh, I did see a, a, a very brief clip of the rap. Yeah. It's, okay. It was so bad. Like yeah. Uh, why do this? Speaking of songs, the best song uh, went to No Time to Die. It's, James Bond series, having gone the first fifty years without winning any Oscars, now wins the uh, wins the best song every time. It seems. Mm-hmm. I didn't. You don't like the song. song. I didn't like the song. I also I I caught like a three second clip. I saw I saw like a, a clips highlights of the Oscars thing. Billie Eilish seemed to be quite out of tune while she was singing that. Mm. Uh, I'm afraid to say. Uh, and everything else was won by Dune. Yep, that pretty much sums <laughs> up the whole Oscars, to be fair. Uh, more or less. They won six Oscars. The most they ca- of one yeah, film, right? By far. So Coda won uh, three. Um, best film, best supporting actor. Screenplay. Uh, best screen- uh, yeah, adapted screenplay. And the eyes of Tammy Faye, in fact, won two. So Jessica Chastain and also um, best makeup and hairstyling. But otherwise, yeah, Dune out in six, kind of odd. Um, the only... Well, not the only, but one one of the few ones that didn't win was uh, costume design, which went to Cruella. Which we enough. predicted right from the beginning. The, I don't remember doing that, but I'm sure we did. Of course we great. did, Colin. Yeah. I mean, it was fairly obvious, wasn't it? Uh, and uh, also obvious, obvious was that Drive My Car won Best International Feature because it was the only one that was nominated for Best Picture. So <laughs> it, it'd be weird if it hadn't. Uh, there you go. Uh, what a what an Oscars it's been, Adrian. Wow. I didn't expect it to be such a hit. And on that note, I return you to a regularly scheduled <laughs> podcasting. Wow, what a great Oscars segment that was. Didn't you love that, Zijan? I suppose it was. Come with me on this on this journey. <laughs> um, let's move on, though, from that great segment um, to another great segment, to see or not to Z. We talk about films we've recently seen and tell you the listener whether you should see or not Z. And last time, mm-hmm. we said we were going to be watching The Adam Project. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what you're going to tell us about now, Zijan? Yeah, I did watch The Adam Project. Um, and so it's on Netflix right now, starring uh, Ryan Reynolds. Basically, it's a film about... A film producer goes there saying, what's better than one Ryan Reynolds quipping in a film? Mm. We'll have one and a half Ryan Reynolds quipping in a film. Yes. So that's, that's, that's what the Saturn project really is. Basically, um, little Ryan Reynolds and, um, it's about traveling in time or something, something like that. I mean, I, I've gave, I gave up on the, <laughs> the science fiction of that at the beginning after the part where he said that, you know, I'm injured. So my DNA would have changed. So the ship but, won't respond to me. Well, yeah. Well, so for those who haven't seen it, uh, yes, Ryan Reynolds is, is comes back from the future to see his younger self. And yes, and I, I also raised an eyebrow at the point where his spaceship wouldn't operate because it would it could tell that he was injured from his DNA, <laughs> but it couldn't tell from his younger DNA that the kid was ten. <laughs> so yeah, that's how DNA works. Yeah, that's how DNA works. Uh, an all star cast. Yeah, um, Zoe Saldana, um, and it's, it's bringing back Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner from the mm. thirteen going on thirty days. A film that I adore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely Today's Going On Today is definitely a better film than the Adam Project it's not Adam Project is not a great film it's just a film for Ryan Reynolds to be Ryan Reynolds with a younger Ryan Reynolds that's it yeah okay I 
I thought it was a weird mix. I thought, I thought there were some really beautiful emotional scenes. I thought there was a great scene with Ryan Reynolds and Jennifer Garner in, in, in the bar where he's kind of trying to make up for... Well, he doesn't reveal that he's he's um, her, her son from the future, but he's kind of obviously feeling very guilty about how he behaved and stuff. But then a lot of kind of just... Yeah, a lot of cripping, as you say, a lot of kind of classic sci-fi <laughs> ba- battles and stuff. It, and, it, it's yeah. the most pointless, invisible technology ever. What's the point of having stealth technology that forces you to appear when you attack someone? Mm. It's, pff, it's so stupid. It is so stupid. This film is just dumb. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I would have liked to see more of it being about the the humans behind it rather than the let's have a fifteen minute fight now. Because um, it felt like Mark Ruffalo was a little bit wasted in it. I yeah. didn't do a huge amount. Uh, Jennifer Garber did really well with what she had. Um, those of them I didn't didn't have as much to do as I'd like. Catherine Keener uh, is the only person who's playing both her younger and older self, and looks maybe five years different in age between the two. And is it supposed to, it's supposed to be thirty years? I think. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great de aging in that. Uh, no. In that role. Yeah. Uh, so. but, it's, but it's it's the it's the most watched film on Netflix currently. You you could do worse, I suppose. Uh, I suppose. Uh, I actually watched another film as well. Oh yeah. I watched Fresh. Did you on Disney Plus? I I've read the entire plotline of Fresh, and I'm quite glad I didn't watch it. Yeah, I was surprising this appeared on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. honestly, right? Disney Plus is you know has been trying to like expand their repertoire. Yes. And from the trailers, I mean, uh, you can probably tell it's about cannibalism. Mm. Basically, uh, Daisy Edgar, uh, Daisy Edgar Jones from Normal People fame uh, is dating a cannibal who's played by Sebastian Stan, uh, and I quite enjoyed this film. It was quite mm. fun in mm-hmm. a in fun. a dark, morbid way. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it's basically you know trying to extol the dangers of social dating, right? You know, social media, and you know, dating online dating nowadays, um, and the dangers behind that. Just that in this case, the danger is a guy cutting off people's body parts to sell them for food. Um, in- including his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they haven't really made it official yet, right? So. <laughs> okay, that's fine then. Um, <laughs> it's not your film, Colin. You, I don't I, think you should I, watch I, it. I, I, no, I'm not definitely going to watch it. I found it so strange the way it was marketed. Because they've got all like these... The kind of the classic, I don't know, Daisy and Sebastian take the best friends test to see how well they know each other. Yeah, and they amusing quizzes and all these fun. Well, you normally associate with um, with a superhero or or a Fantastic Beast or a kind of a fun, light-hearted romp. And this is like this incredibly dark film about cannibalism. Right? Very, very dark. But I think Daisy Edgar Jones is a rising star. Um, I okay. think I mean she was wonderful in normal people. She's so expressive. She she looks so much like Anne Hathaway as well. It's ridiculous. Okay. Um, yeah, and but yeah, I think she's great, and she's going to come out in uh, a film called Where the Crawdads Call. All right. Um, coming out soon. I can't remember. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking out for that. Uh, so should our listeners uh, watch this film? I. So, if I, I enjoyed it, I think people should watch it. But I think if you cannot stomach the cannibalism bit. And I'm warning you right now, there is quite a bit of it. Don't watch it. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Um, I've also watched more films uh, on uh, also on Disney Plus, uh, which was the the Eyes of Tammy Faye. Ah, uh, oh yes, finally. 
Mm, it's it, yeah, I, I missed it in cinemas because it, it wasn't anywhere near here, but it, very quickly, in fact. So it came to cinemas here in uh, late January, early February, I think, uh, and so quite quickly arrived on on Disney Plus. Um, but it came out obviously in the USA some time ago. I guess it's maybe a bit of an Oscars push because um, Jessica Chastain has been nominated, and I think uh, is among the favourites for for best actress. It's not not entirely clear where it's going to go, but um, it, it's possible. Uh, this is the story of uh, Jim Baker, um, of, uh, as seen through the eyes of, of Tammy Faye, his wife. Uh, Jim Baker was an American, or still is, an American televangelist uh, who committed fraud, among among other things. And uh, yes, this, this is kind of story from when they met each other in, in college all the way through to present day, more or less. I think, well, maybe not quite to present day, but, but it goes through the, the, the ages. Uh, it's, I, I don't read, I didn't know, know this story at all. I'd never heard of him or, or her. I think they were quite big in probably the 80s, 90s, um, in terms of everyone in America would have heard of them at that point. I'm not sure how much they, they spread across the world. It's, it's a, I'd say it's not a brilliant film. It's, it's fine. Um, uh-huh. I, you never really, to my mind, get underneath the skin of either of them. Kind of, I mean, for Tammy Faye, it's it's a good performance, and Jessica Chastain, but she's not got a brilliant script, so it, it's never quite clear whether the film is saying she's a victim or whether she knew what was going on or whether she should have known what was going on. Or there, there are times when you feel sorry for her, and there are times you think, "What what, what are you doing?" Um, but that's not really made clear. Andrew Garfield, it's not his. I, I, yeah, it's, it's definitely not his best performance of the year. Uh, again, I think the script doesn't help him because we don't really like. Is Jim Baker just a straight up bad guy, or or is he someone who's uh, thinks he's working for the best? I mean, he's got this thing where he's basically they're taking lots of money from themselves and siphoning it off from donations to themselves, and, and it's all terrible stuff. But you think you never really get his motivation. Uh, as, as a Christian myself, it's very sad to see uh, Christianity mistreated in this, this way and, and a lot of people taken advantage of and basically uh, lied to um, consistently. Uh, it's I was quite sad that... And I, I don't think it's been made by Christians. I, I was quite sad that there's basically no good Christian characters. There's no, no Christian in it who isn't uh, a pretty awful person. Um, there's one guy who has like two lines. He seems quite nice. That's about it. So okay. it, it, it's a shame from that point of view that it, it, it kind of the violence wasn't redressed a bit. I thought so. Yeah, it's, it's a good performance. I think it's it's on Disney. If you have Disney Plus, it's quite an interesting watch. But I think it, I can't. I, I don't think it's a brilliant film. I think someone could have made a much better film of this story. Apparently, there was a documentary. This was based on which is which is better. I've, I've not seen that with this, with the same titles. Um, okay. I imagine this is the one if, where Jessica Chastain had to drastically alter her body as well for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because she plays every age from probably what twenty to I don't know seventy or something. Um, I could be wrong about that, but yes, Tammy Faye has got. Uh, I, th- I don't know if she has plastic surgery or something, but certainly a lot of makeup and and but yeah, also. Yeah, it's, it's quite a bit bigger and, and walks in a different way and all that stuff. So Jessica Chastain is uh, quite chameleonic. Uh, okay. And, and, Oscar's and, like that, though. Well, that's it. And I think I, I'm not. I think she has won some stuff, and and she's kind of rising to perhaps be the favourite or, or be amongst favourites. I think, but I think it would be more because of that transformation than the actual performance itself. It's it's good, but I, I mean Nicole Kidman in being the Ricardos is just light years ahead for me. So I think I don't think she will win it, but I think she should. 
in fact, we, we've already done the segment where we tell you who did win it. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, we don't know. Um, uh, this is going to be fun. Um, we move on uh, to active factors, Eugene. I've done that thing where I take things out of order just to, just to confuse you. Yeah, that's okay. Let's talk briefly about Jake Johnson. He is uh, much beloved of fans of New Girl. Uh, that's probably so just where you then? Everyone loves New Girl, Eugene. <laughs> I've seen New Girl. It's okay. There you go. Uh, he plays Nick in that. He um, is the, the the breakout star of that show. And I've seen 15 films he's in. Wow. Yeah, I've only seen six. I know what my worst is immediately. Uh, I'm going to play guess the Jake Johnson films that Zijan has seen. Yep. Here we go. Um, you have seen 21 Jump Street. Yes. You've seen the Lego movie. Yes. You've seen Jurassic World. Yes. You've seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. You've definitely seen The Mummy, which uh, is going to be your least favourite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Correct uh, so, the two counts. So there's one more, and I'm going to say Safety Not Guaranteed. No, I've seen Bad Neighbours or Neighbours. How's he in that? Okay. I've not seen that one. Uh, do you want to talk about any of those? Uh, I think most of them we've spoken about before. There's a thing. So like the Lego movie, we've definitely reviewed. Jurassic World, we've definitely reviewed. The Mummy... <laughs> uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, is amazing yeah. uh, 21 Jump Street surprisingly funny uh, Neighbours is pretty good uh, it's, yeah I, I really, don't really want to expound too much on Neighbours really it's just uh, you know, a teen uh, fraternity living next door to Seth Rogen and uh, what's her name Australian girl um, uh, no Ro- 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 Rose Roseburn there you go yeah you can count the us in the middle. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's good fun. I mean, it's fun enough that they had a sequel for that. Uh, and yeah, it's decent. But the worst by far is definitely The Mummy. And, you know, Spider-Man into Spider-Man is the best. Fair enough. Um, I saw him in No Strings Attached, which uh, I think was made by the same person who made New Girl. I'm not sure exactly what. I don't think it was directed, but whatever role they played. And uh, that's kind of where he... he um, uh, caught the attention. Uh, he's he's not bad in that. Safe not guaranteed is really good. Uh, it's uh, he plays a journalist alongside Aubrey Plaza and another guy whose name escapes me. And they've basically seen in in the paper that some guy claims he can do time travel. Uh, and it's this low budget thing where they just follow him to get this story. And uh, I definitely recommend that. It's it's been on Netflix. I don't know if it currently is. Uh, talked about the pretty one recently. Uh, Let's be cops oh. is. Basically, uh, it's him and Damon Wayans Jr. So it's basically a new girl reunion. It's not great. It's it's basically a, a little sketch dragged out for for a film length. But it's, it's fine. Uh, Digging for Fire and Drinking Buddies are both kind of semi-improvised films that, that are pretty decent. Uh, he's in Win It All, which I remember nothing about at all. Uh, I think he's a star of that. Uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Oh, I heard that's about Anna Kendrick. And Anna Kendrick Aubrey and, and Aubrey Plaza again, yeah. I don't actually remember him being in it, if I'm honest. But Zac Efron and the guy from Pitch Perfect. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's kind of okay. It's fine. Uh, and uh, Ride the Eagle I talked about recently, I think, which is a film he, he wrote or co-wrote. Uh, and he's also in Tag, um, which sounded like a really funny idea, but then it's got Isla Fisher in it, so... <laughs> we don't know how much you love Isla Fisher <laughs> I'm sorry Isla 
Uh, I think I'm actually going to agree with your assessment, though, actually. There's, there's some great films in there, but Spider-Man Spider-Verse is the best, and I think The Mummy is the worst. So, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm cool. With you. We move on, then, to our main segment of the day, which is movies that we would like to see turned into stage musicals. And there are quite a few of them that has already been turned into musicals. It's not uncommon for Broadway to get inspiration from Hollywood. Yeah, I've I've never seen a uh, a, a movie stage musical. I don't think. <laughs> Have you not? I don't think uh, so. I've seen Headers. Okay. Uh, I told you I was going to watch Legally Blonde. Uh, yes. Uh, that's coming out this year. I've seen Sister Act. Uh, okay. What else is there that I've seen? Uh, we're, we're hopefully going to see uh, Back to the Future at some point. Yeah, sometime, hopefully. But yeah, uh, there are quite a few of them that I've seen. I've seen Saturday Night Fever. Okay. Um, so yeah, there, there you go. Um, and there are quite a few on Broadway now. It's quite common. Like Tootsie is now a musical. Right. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire is a musical. Is it? Yeah, it is. Um, is, it, is it only cross-dressing men that are making musicals? <laughs> it's quite popular. I mean... I mean, think about musicals in in general, right? You have Hairspray, where mm. cross-dressing men is a thing. Um, yes. So I'm not That's surprised true. that those uh, those became musicals in their own right. Uh, what else is there? Pretty Woman is now a musical. Okay. Wow, it's all, it's all happening. Exactly, exactly. And It's All Happening is a musical song from Bring It On, which, is also, <laughs> which was a film turned into a musical as well, written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. I my knowledge of musicals is insane. <laughs> I'm impressed. I I had no idea Limo Miranda wrote Bring It On. Yeah, he uh, did. I I I think I had vaguely, I was vaguely aware there was musical of it. Uh, obviously, I've seen the film uh, many times, but uh, I I've not I said I've not seen that. But uh, knowing, knowing this Limo well, mm. maybe I will. Yeah, you should. Uh, yeah, you should bring me on to a musicals quiz. I can do well in that. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, so. This is so, so, so. Having never seen any, uh, I did. I did suggest this of it, but then I was thinking, I don't know what would make a good one. I, I've kind of made a few decisions of how I've have gone about it. But what was what was your thought process like? What, before we get on to naming them, what, what kind of things were you looking for? Do you think? When I you think one of the few things that you know differs between a musical and a movie is that um, the most important thing is that pacing is different between a musical and a movie because a musical mm-hmm. is split into two bits, whereas a movie isn't. Musicals yeah, a, have a, a, a two-act structure rather than two, a three-act structure, yeah. Exactly, a two-act thing. So, you know, it has an intermission somewhere, which, you know, so pacing is very important in a musical. And there's usually a big song at the end of Act 1 begging yes. people to ask yes. for more, like Defying Gravity in Wicked or One Day More from Les Miserables, yes. you know, yeah. uh, where, where the main characters make a change of mind. So I, I kind of base my decisions based on, you know, where I think the midway act would be. You oh, know, okay. That would be what I think would, make a good musical because like you know there's a reason why musicals sometimes don't translate well into film as well like because the pacing just messes out a little bit like in the heights even though i love in the heights a lot it's just because the end of the musical would be the blackout scene but because there wasn't an intermission in the film it just felt like it just went on and there was no ramifications of that immediately so yeah so i chose my movies based on that Okay, I I wasn't that technical. I, mean, uh, I I was basically just looking for stuff with with well, mostly joyful, which not all these things mm. are, but kind of um, but also big emotional, uh, yeah, big big emotions. Also, mostly fairly large casts of people, which I know you don't have to have. I mean, I saw no. last five years on stage. That's just just two people. But I think a lot of these things you, you kind of you want to have a you want to have a chorus of people or a large group. Particularly, I guess, like one day more in Les Mis, it's, it's nice to have a lot of. 
different people mm-hmm. kind of an ensemble doing doing their thing so I, I haven't gone for that exclusively but i've got a few that um that pull that in mm-hmm. and and for some of these i've gone for kind of music inspired well one or two musicals in fact films but also music inspired things and music inspired things and some of them very much not okay fair enough yeah like um my list I, i've avoided the obvious uh, ones like the ones which are successful original movie musicals like the greatest showman La La Land, yeah. A Star Is Born. So the, the, the Greatest Showman and La La Land are the first two on my list, but I wasn't thinking of spending too much time on them because they are too obvious, aren't they? Yeah, they are, yeah. I mean, they're bound to be made into musicals eventually. Um, yeah, well, I'm, de- I'm amazed Greatest Showman hasn't been yet. Exactly, uh, right? Yeah. Given how popular it is. But yeah, you can talk about it now, <laughs> given that. Yeah, I mean, very briefly, I guess. The Greatest Showman is obviously... Um, in the film, Hugh Jackman playing P.T. Barnum, but it, it's it's got the songs ready to go. It's very theatrical. I mean, it takes place in a circus, a lot of it, so it's, it's kind of a stage setting already. Uh, it, it, the songs are, are, I think, lyrically not the always the best, but but they're, they're kind of the more... I, I've basically listened to it nonstop for six months, probably, when it came out. It's, it's, it's a great soundtrack and, and great um, uh, crowd-pleasing songs, a nice, nice narrative arc. Uh, I think it would look very good on stage as well. You've got your trapeze stuff and all this, but it, it's a very much lift and drop. As you say, the pacing might have to change a little bit, but oh. in terms of the staging, what have you, it feels very, very ready for to be on stage. It would do, yeah. Uh, and has that ensemble I talked about. Oh, I mean, obviously there's the lead, but they've got quite a few characters. La La Land's different in, in that it is just a, it's a two-person love story but again the songs are phenomenal um same people behind them yeah and, uh, la la land needs more songs at the end at the second half though um <laughs> yeah if it's if it's going on stage i suppose yes you you would need to have, you need to have um, new ones wouldn't you yeah because la la land's uh, music is very front heavy isn't it i think uh, the second half of the film i think it was only the audition song that was there i yeah I do wonder how some so things like when they're in the observatory and they're going on the trapeze that that would look great on well not trapeze what it is on on the wires that would look great on stage. Mm. The, the, the final bit where you kind of get the so spoilers for Lyland obviously but you yeah, you get the imagining what it would have been like montage, if they'd been together yeah. and you get this um yeah you say montage of of where they're basically on a stage it very looks like um looks like an American in Paris. Uh, I don't know how that would be achieved if you're already doing it all on stage anyway. How do you make it look more artificial if you're already <laughs> on stage? That's something for them to, to worry about. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I'd I happily see either of those. No, I would too. Uh, I would do. I, I do like the music from both of them. The same people made them. And the same people have a musical out on the Western right now, Dear Evan Hansen, which was made into a very, very unsuccessful, <laughs> unsuccessful film this year yes. with lots of Razzies. So, yeah. yeah. Um, my first on my list is uh, <laughs> you'll like this Colin it's uh, okay. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World that's also on my list yeah right. <laughs> I think a lot of Edgar Wright films lend itself to musicals I can see a Shaun of Date musical and a Hot Fuzz musical but probably less gory but you know, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World works very well because it's um, it's very unique it's mm. very different uh, it's very animated in its own right which I think, you know, can translate quite well in a stage where you need to be quite big and brash. Yeah, larger than life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah no no subtlety. You can't do subtlety on stage very well because no one can see it from the back seat. Uh, and I even know where my first act, my first act would end as well. You'll be All right. Um, uh, Chris Evans. Yeah, it would be pretty much after that and then Ramona breaking up with Scott. 
yes. that, that that would be yeah. the best that's best cutting point then Scott can sing a sing a song about you know, changing or something like that and then that will start the intermission <laughs> yeah I, I gotta say of all the ones I've listed here this is the one of the ones I'm, I would be most excited about and I think also because I mean it is musical basically Scott Pilgrim is in a band yeah. um, and they, they even have a battle of the bands uh, as part of it so I think you could bring some of that across but also Scott Pilgrim is all about him having these fights one on one with her evil exes and it's it's a short step from a from a computer game inspired fight to having a, a song fight effectively yeah you kind of a song battle um, I think this would be incredible make it happen <laughs> whoever makes Broadway I guess yeah people with lots of money yeah you could have a, the CN Tower in the background yeah. that'd be uh, that'd be awesome no, I think it'd be, be great this would be so good uh, I do wonder whether you'd have to change the the ending. So it's it's a it's a good ending to the film, which is actually very different to the the comic books or the, or the graphic novels. But I do wonder. Quite often, the end, the last one, of the musical, you want to bring back a lot of the songs, a lot of the people. I do, you could, have, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of picturing bringing back all the evil exes somehow and having a big, uh, big fight. Oh. That could work. I mean, you could. You could make it work. Anything can happen on music on stage. Anything can happen. Cool. Um, one of mine is Jerry Maguire. <laughs> uh, which, oh, I had to put a Tom Cruise one in, obviously. Obviously. Uh, but I was basically just thinking that this, this lends itself to uh, memorable songs just because there are already so many memorable lines. Yeah, that's Jerry true. Maguire. So I'm thinking uh, Help Me Help You. That's a great song title. Yeah. Uh, you Complete Me. Great song title. Show Me The Money. Yeah. I can just, I can just see... Uh, <laughs> I can see... Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. or whatever the name of that character was doing a uh, help yeah me. I, can, I can definitely see that yeah 100% uh, so that that was basically my thought process on that one and uh, I, I've given no thought at all towards the middle but it does have a kind of classic film structure of or story structure of everything goes wrong for him and then he builds back up again so you could you could easily have the, the middle point being where he's, he's losing hope and he's, mm. he gets uh, on the way to divorce and all this um, always a good way to stop for ice cream yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, the second on my list is uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. Yeah, which I, I think I think would work. Uh, uh, it's, it's comedy. It's a, a eclectic cast of characters, really, each with their own you know quirks, basically. And you you have a very good ending as well uh, with uh, <laughs> with the, with the, the, the dance, Abigail Breslin dance scene. Yeah, basically, I think you. Have a very, and a really good ending as well. And I, my middle point would be the death of the Edwin from the heroin overdose, which starts the next act when the family trying We're to smuggle some really the body out. Cheery I mean, there there are quite sad musicals out there, yeah. Colin. Yeah. Yeah. One one thing we've not talked about really is um how how we cope with lots of different locations because a, a, a lot of musicals or well, a lot of plays at least, and I guess the same will reuse the same few locations. Um, this is a, this is a complaint I always have when plays get turned into films. Is is that I, I always want to see kind of a bit more imagination than that. Mm. So, talk to me about then uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Obviously, the, it's it's a road trip movie. Are, are we getting stuff inside uh, the minivan somehow? Or are we? Ah, uh, there will be, there'll have to be a rotating stage, right? That's the thing. Ah, Les Mis style. Les Mis style. Okay, I like it. Speaking uh, of rotating stages, do you know Groundhog Day was made into a musical as well? 
I've actually, it's on my list. I, 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 when I made this list, I thought I could check to see whether these have actually happened or I could not bother. And I went down the not bothering route. Clearly, yeah. Tim Minchin wrote the music for that. It was nominated for uh, a Tony Award for Best Musical as well. I mean, it sounds like a great idea. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well done, everyone. Well done, everyone. But yeah, there's a rotating stage on that as well. Um, it, it, helps, it helps to... Um, you know, symbolize the whole turning back time thing as well. With the whole rotating. Oh, did they rotate it backwards? Yeah, I did. Wait a minute, they didn't turn back time in Groundhog Day. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, it's kind of like turning back time, right? Ish. It's just repeating the same day. Just over and over day. Again. Okay, yeah. yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I still see that. Like rotating stages are the thing. <laughs> that's, that's that's the future of musicals. Basically, if you want to signify a journey, rotate your stage. Okay, I should write this down. Um, I don't think I'll be writing a musical. Although if I did, it would be Jerry Maguire. Um, let's do a few quick ones because I said we, we probably don't have as much time as we'd like. But um, having watched Hawkeye, I'm now fully sold on Avengers musical. Um, I did, <laughs> I did a, an in-story Steve Rogers musical and I thought, was, I thought the bit we saw was great. I'm yeah, all over that. I wouldn't be surprised if Disney gets their hands on this. I mean, Disney is quite big on Broadway on its own. Frozen is yeah. on Broadway. Aladdin, Little Mermaid—they've all been on Broadway and back. So I, you know, this is very possible. Never know, never know. Um, the, I, I said I'll do a couple of quick ones, but um, Pitch Perfect—it's mm. already—it's uh, already singing. It's got the ensemble. It—it it feels again a little bit of a cheat. I think a bit of a cheat. It's—it's uh, one I—I I might well watch, but I wouldn't actually that. I think it would work. I'm not sure how excited I'd be. Um, so something like Scott Pilgrim I'd be really excited but I'd be like is there, are they going to nail this whereas Pitch Perfect you can't really go wrong uh, I, but I don't really want to watch people singing on stage to judges to us <laughs> no no you, uh, yeah it would be lazy it it's would be very lazy. very lazy yeah, yeah. Uh, and just because I've not put any jukebox musical type things on here uh, uh, Walk the Line is a film that I love um, there probably there, there probably is a Johnny Cash musical yep there is it's called Ring of Fire well, there you go. Let's do it again, but call it Walk the Line. Uh, <laughs> you really haven't done any research on this, have you, Colin? Um, you, yeah. is, was, was, was Ring of Fire well received? No, know? no, yeah. it wasn't. Um, so I've got a few coming-of-age films, and I realized that I have way too many coming-of-age films. I, okay. need to stop, I need to stop putting that in, so I just try to vary it a bit. Um, I've got a Breakfast Club. Uh, I thought I, I, I want the Breakfast Club. I, I, in my mind's eye, I pitched and I thought, I think it would be bad. I think it... Uh, I, I don't know why I thought that. I just thought this feels like something that they would overdo the 80s nostalgia, I think. Mm. If that's what's okay. That, uh, I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire, Beetlejuice, they're all musicals now. So it's... Okay. Yeah, yeah, these things are yeah. happening. Uh, I put in 13 going on 30. Where the, there was talk of doing a stage play, but it never actually happened. But I, I think a play rather than a musical. But yeah, some on my list as well. Uh, what, what would you... Uh, how would you see that one going? Uh, I mean, the obviously the the midpoint would be when she learns to change her behavior, right? To try to win over, you know, basically do a whole makeover thing. So that would be I the feel, middle bit. Mm, that feels quite late in the in the story. Is it? I, I can't remember now. Like I feel yeah, like that's, that's that's kind of. I mean, it's this. I guess the third act in the in the film, but maybe. Mm. 
I, I, it, maybe I, I, yeah, I'd probably be tempted to put it where, and again, this is a, another downer, but where she discovers what a terrible person she's been, she goes back to her parents, doesn't she? And um, oh yeah, that that will work as well. Um, yeah, that will work as well. The the big point is just supposed to be the dramatic turn, right? That's the thing. So yeah, so long as it's there. It doesn't matter where, which one it is. So I suppose, I suppose you're right. She also uh, that is that's the point where she decides that she is going to have to do something about it. So maybe, yeah, maybe that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I just put some dramas just because I've got way too much coming of age. So I thought one day the film with uh, okay, yeah, Jim Sturgis and and Hathaway and Hathaway, good book, could become a decent musical. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, five. Uh, five years later. It, uh, is it five yes. Yeah. It's not called that, is it? No. Why am I? <laughs> the last five years. The last five years, geez. Yeah, it feels very much like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but uh, I know the last five years has been done already, so I don't think it can be done again. It's the same thing, isn't it? Like a, cup, a relationship, but this one at least has a somewhat happy ending. Um, yeah. I mean, Ish. she dies. Yeah. <laughs> From a car accident. <laughs> if that's... <laughs> It's only a happy ending if you didn't like Anne Hathaway, I suppose. Um, fair enough. Uh, I'd like to see Catch Me If You Can. I think that'd be fun on stage. Ah, uh, Colin. I'm going to burst your bubble. Has it been done? Yes. Was it good? Yes, it's pretty decent. Excellent. I got, there, there could be a few of these that have already been done. Was it a musical or was it a play? It was a musical. Lovely. Where, where can I see it? Uh, not on for a while now, but uh, you can try to lobby Wesson to do a remake of it. There you go. You see, I'm taking this. Uh, some people would say I should feel bad for not doing research, but I'm going to take it the other way and say I'm going to feel good because my ideas are the same ones that are uh, <laughs> succeeding. Have they made a Rocky musical? Yes. Really? Oh my God, Colin, what's this? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, great. The, the, the same guy who is the lead in um, Groundhog Day plays the lead in Rocky musical. Fantastic news. Have they made a Notting Hill musical? Ah, uh, no. Okay, well, there you go. We can do that. Uh, and uh, just because I thought I've not done any old films, I'd like to see Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Okay. Um, which is Jimmy Stewart uh, as a small town uh, something politician of some variety um, who wants to go and make a big change in uh, in Washington. So it has the advantage, if it, is, it might be based on a play. I don't know if it is or not. But uh, it has the advantage of setting. You could make a kind of a, have the Senate and all this, which would work very well, I think. And he has, he had a, he has a filibuster, which if you're going to do a filibuster, you might as well sing it. I've always said that. I keep saying that. Uh, any more to take a time? Yeah. Um, now nah, I've got other stuff like, you know, I wanted more drama stuff, so I put Broadband Mountain in as well. And The oh, Pursuit yeah. of Happiness as well. Just just to mix it up a little bit. But, you know, it's quite difficult to put them in, knowing, given that I actually know which films turn into musicals. You, you unlike some happened. people. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. So, uh, the, the, pay heed. Broadway, we've just done your job for you again. Um, well, at least yeah. season has. I've just, <laughs> I've just regurgitated the, uh, the stuff you've already done for the last <laughs> 10 years or so. Uh, we move on then. Um, Oh, no, yes, yes, we do. We, we what, what I hadn't done, which I should have done earlier, is to say, what are we doing for Look Back in Oscar next time, Zijan? Oh, no. Uh, Mrs. Miniver, right? Mrs. Miniver, indeed. Uh, it's the segment where we watch a film that won the Best Picture. Oscar and Mrs. Miniver is what we'll be doing. We move on to the quiz, the films of Sean Levi, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I will kick us off, Zijan. Which film involves trying to find the triple horns? 
that would be date night. It would and indeed is. I could have watched Rocky Musical in Hamburg or in Prague in 2017. Nobody <laughs> 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 is so upset by this. Uh, question one. In which film of Sean Levy's was a real-life game of Quidditch featured? Hmm. Ooh, I think that might be the internship. That's correct. A film I have seen. Um, who plays the wife in Cheaper by the Dozen? Oh no! Yeah, uh, the uh, the not the not the recent Disney yeah. Plus remake, but the 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 Sean Levy film, the Steve Martin one. Mm. Yeah, no, I can't remember. Well, who is it? Um, it is Jerry Maguire's own Bonnie Hunt. Uh, uh, question two: What's the name of the MMORPG game in Free Guy? Ooh. It's a good question. I mean, I mean, it's a whole premise of the whole film, film right? Around. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, something city. Uh, uh, is it just called Free City? It is called Free City. Yeah, got that in the end. Um, who wrote the story for the internship? Oh, I imagine it would be Will Ferrell. Uh, I think you're thinking of this guy, but it's Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah, Vince Vaughn. Dang it. Will Ferrell's not in that film. Oh, it's Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, right? Yeah, that's it. Uh, Question three. What's the name of the family in Cheaper by the Dozen? Oh, I have no idea. Um, the uh, Wilsons. No, um, it goes with a name. It's a baker. Baker's Dozen. Oh, clever. Okay. Uh, what was the name of Jodie Comer's avatar in Free Guy? Oh no! <laughs> uh, can you help me? The, the tables have turned now, Zijan. No! Oh no, I shall. Man, clearly didn't do my research well enough for this. He made quite a few films in Venice. No, I don't know. I can't remember now. Apparently, Molotov Girl. Which I must say didn't ring any bells with me. No, me neither. Yeah. Uh, question four. We shall Sean. Levy's film, I've been changing his name alternately. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. <laughs> uh, marked the first live action collaboration between Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis since Back to the Future 3. I should know that. So I guess they're both producers. Yep. Uh, what film would they produce? That's a good question. Uh, what film would they produce? Night at the Museum. It's a real steal. Oh. It makes sense, right? Yeah, I can see that. I indeed I have seen it. Um Big Fat Liar is based loosely on which fable? Uh The Boy Who Cried Wolf. Correct. Uh question five. The if movie I, uh, it's too worn if I get this one right, I've won. Yeah. The, the movie Dates Night features six Oscar nominees and one Oscar winner. Who's Oscar winner? Oh, that's a good question. Um I think Okay, I'm not going to rush into this. I'm not going to rush into this. So, yeah, for um, the win, Colin. So, is Mark Ruffalo has won the nominees, but he's never won. Uh, Steve Carell has been nominated, but never won. Mark Wahlberg has been nominated. I can't remember if he won for The Departed. Um, but he might have done... Uh, I'm pretty sure Mila Kunis was never, uh, was never nominated. James Franco. Ooh. Ooh, I think James... James Franco might have won for 127 hours. Uh, uh, he, he did. He did. James Franco. 
No, it wasn't. He was nominated for 127 hours, but he didn't win. Oh. <laughs> the oh. answer is, do you want to guess? Is, is, it not, is it not anyone I've mentioned? No, none of them. Um, oh, I'm trying to think who else is. I really thought he'd won for that. That's a shame. Um, <laughs> I have run out. I'm going to oh. say Al Pacino. Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, it's Common. Who? Common, oh, the, the rapper. The rapper? Oh, oh he's... Oh, he, he won the Oscar for Glory with John Legend. You've stitched me up there. <laughs> <haven't you? laughs> wow. I, I mean, this this was for last last quiz, Colin, okay? <laughs> the one that you purposely asked five completely ridiculously <laughs> difficult questions just because you're ill with COVID. If you are outraged by Zijan's final question in that quiz, please let us know. CitizenMovies at gmail.com and I will happily read out your letters of outrage um, <laughs> at, the, uh, at the top of the next podcast. Um, Zizhen, what are we quizzing on next time? Uh, Peter Pan adaptations. Oh, that's fun. Um, and do you know, and are you on board with, um, what our next topic is? This is the worst question of the quiz. Like, no, I can't remember. I was, I was wrecking my brain the whole podcast thing. Okay. Why is it next time? So our spreadsheet says, and I don't think I'm not sure you ever agreed to this. Um, uh, we're we're doing uh, Fantastic Beasts three. Is it coming out? It's coming out. Oh no! Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, can't be that bad, right? Johnny Depp's not in it anymore. He's not. Uh, it could be great. It could be great, and we will almost certainly be covering that next time. <laughs> we'll see you then. Bye.